0: Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and
1: Steve. Hello, hello, hello. and Welcome back to another exciting episode (laughs) of Live, Let,
0: Thrive. (laughs) What is up, the Micah man?
1: I'm chilling, Stevie Sacks. It is a beautiful Friday. I was doing some short-term rental stuff earlier, and I am good. How about you, man?
0: Short-term rental stuff, you say? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know you did that. <laughs> yeah, some, how's the? So I good? took a sip of tea while you were laughing. Sorry, <laughs> I thought your laugh would last longer. Oh man, um, you know, we're always we're always in this shit. You know, like hundred percent. Get the get the uh, what are we uh, parental advisory explicit lyrics is that what our show is
1: Yeah, that's what they said on iTunes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so I got the first curse word in, so we're good to go. Um, yeah, battling every day, man. This is this is what we do. This is the life we chose. So we are coming at you from Fort Worth in Arlington, Texas. This is Live Let Thrive, your favorite Airbnb VRBO. Uber, Lyft, share economy, midterm, long-term rental fund stuff in the world, short-term rental too. Yeah, like I said, coming at you from Fort Worth, Texas, and Arlington, Texas. And we got a great show for you guys today.
1: Yes, sir. Let's get it. What we got today, Stevie Stacks?
0: <laughs> we got a, a great podcast about short-term rental stuff. And and uh, you wanted some topics? Uh usually, see, usually when you ask me that, I'm like, oh, we got a great guest, and blah, blah, blah. But this is just a me and Micah uh or an SM app if you if you will, Stephen. Oh Mike
1: my. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could talk some SNM too. I think y'all y'all were talking in the chats about the about the you know the love rooms that y'all wanted to to put out there. But um Oh
1: yeah, that is coming. That's there is a guy on Clubhouse that does that, by the way. So yeah.
0: <laughs> That's cool. And, and OnlyFans and all that stuff. So so one thing we as something that happened today, that that Mikey Brown, you know. Mike Brown of the Live, Let Thrive crew, he came, he told us about this um, another uh, Airbnb bug. Do did, did you know something about that? Uh,
1: that I, had already, I had already heard about it a while ago. The one that I, unless it's a new one, but when I looked at it, it seemed like to be the old one. Because, you know, Airbnb changed the instant book feature, you know, where you can, I guess you can change it to like three different layers. Like, hey. This guest has good reviews, and then there's another layer to it. I need to pull it up while I'm talking about it. But there is I, the the original glitch was if you had instant book on, your listing just wasn't showing up. Um, I think that's been fixed. Um, this new one, can you kind of go into detail about what it was?
0: Yeah, from what from what Mike Brown was talking about, um, he had he had an instant book on, but he had it where only guests with Three stays and three good reviews could book you. So anyone that's only used Airbnb, you know, twice couldn't book you. Anyone that's only used Airbnb once before, even though even though they got five star glowing reviews, uh they could they could not book your place. So that narrows it down. That that gets rid of a lot of people. I mean, I think because a lot of people are still, you know, in this day and age, still fresh to Airbnb, still getting their accounts up. You know, I would say about if I venture to guess, I would say about 30 to 40% of the people in this whole freaking planet are on Airbnb, but that still leaves what 70, 60% that aren't. So, so by having that little toggle flipped over, he, without knowing, he was keeping himself from getting a lot of bookings. So, I think a lot of people out there might have that toggle where you, you can only approve, um, uh, only people that can instant book are people with three um, stays or more with three good reviews. And if you have that on there, um, people can't instant book. So you, you go check your toggle, go check your toggle, make sure you're allowing people with less stays. I believe you said there's, there's different choices they can choose.
1: So what I'm talking about is there's the instant book choice. So after you, uh, turn off the turn on instant book, you have two other choices. You can do good track record and then you can set a pre-booking message. There's two little tickers. This, we're talking, by the way, we're talking strictly air on Airbnb here. Um, the, the thing about the three stays, I'm not seeing that. Um, yeah, he
0: sent it. Let me pull it up. What, yeah, talk amongst yourselves.
1: Yeah, so uh, the good track record is what I'm saying, and that is saying the guest, this guest has completed a stay without an incident or a bad review. Now, the three, I want, I really want to know, is that, or also, was he sending that as a new release, or is that already released? So,
0: this is what Mike Brown sent Uh, okay well he said i swear he said three but anyways basically people who okay
1: yeah yeah, i see what you're saying yeah so right now only experienced guests can book this place (laughs) this host is only accepting guests with three or more trips on airbnb for their reservation it'll be open to all guests soon see that i'm yeah i'm not yeah, see, I don't know if that's what that means, that good track. He's saying the good track record means that. That's interesting because I've had people instant book my place with good track record on, and they had one or two reviews, five-star. That's interesting. No, mm. Or or maybe the guests didn't leave them a review. That could be it, too. Mm. And so they might have two five-star reviews, but the other guests didn't leave them a review, I'm assuming. Because
0: that right, happens right. a lot. True, 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 true
1: uh that's also, also i think the uh airbnb actually has a filter where it says how many trips they've actually taken so mm. yeah but uh yeah so yeah that is yeah you do want to kind of play around with that setting because that setting does kind of control a lot about who can come to your place um, me personally i do have good track record on just so it kind of gives me that peace of mind someone does someone does instant book i know that it's Usually a pretty good guest or an experienced, host, a, experienced guest because you don't even you actually don't even want a host staying with you. But
0: <laughs> you kind of cut that word off early. You said experienced ho. Oh. I'll finish that.
1: <laughs> no, I meant to say experienced host, but you do want an experienced host staying with you.
0: Okay, those host. Most,
1: Yeah, those are the most yeah. picky people there is.
0: <laughs> and see, I mean, we've been great at getting payouts, so mm-hmm. we don't we no longer and you know, and I'll say it like this in our in our in our more inner city more more you know a little, little tougher neighborhood units in we're the not so in the...
1: <laughs> yeah i mean we have, people have units in the hood
0: as yeah, they, yeah there you go it's hood adjacent like like michael likes to say hood adjacent wow. um we, we're not we don't fear putting um inexperienced uh guests in there with um now, if they have a one star review, you're going to go look why they have a one star review and all that stuff. But if it's like someone new to the platform or and if they and if they, you know, if they start messaging you and say, hey, you know, we're coming here because we're going to uh, a concert or coming in and they give you a good a reason. If they just try to book, you know, and don't say nothing, you ask them a few questions, they don't say nothing. Uh, it's a bit of a red flag, right? You want to at least get some a few words out of them. Hey, what are y'all coming to town for? But then again, like I said, we're not we're not too fearful anymore because we've been um, we have a great VA that that gets us the payouts, man.
1: That that is one underlooked thing. If you can know how to get good payouts, then you can do a lot. It opens you up to a lot. If you have a good cleaning team, you can be a little bit more lenient. Because uh, I think the biggest payout we've gotten, I think, was the twenty five hundred I told you for the marijuana smoke. Um, and that, that's just a matter of documentation. We've always told you guys, if you're using turnover BNB, make sure your cleaner understands that they can create invoices through Stripe because turnover BNB gives them a Stripe account. And that's also where they're paid out, but you can have them create invoices in there. And that's how you get paid out for things, uh, like smoking, like ozone machines, like telling them, Hey, if someone smoked in your unit, you need pick evidence of the drugs. Like it was a legal drug you need evidence of the drugs, you need like a picture and video evidence of the drugs. And then just say you had an ozone cleaning machine, come and clean it and have your uh, cleaner write up an invoice and they'll pay you out usually most of the time. So we've gotten large payouts. So that is a very good tip that a lot of people don't know. If you have a good cleaning team that knows how to write up some invoices, you can get some pretty big payouts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. like (laughs) They got the little police uh, vials where they can put the white powder in there, shake it up. Look, check it out, Airbnb. It turned blue. (laughs) You know what that means? Fentanyl. I don't know. You don't want that in there. Uh, you don't. Oh, dude. We talked about that in the in the little chat group we got.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Go into that. What happened? So,
0: from what I read, it was uh, a family stayed at this Airbnb in Florida. And so apparently before they stayed there, there was a wild party at this particular Airbnb. Uh, cleaners turned it over, cleaned it up as good as they could. And they... um so this family with a little 19 uh, month old you know uh that for somehow the 19 month old got a hold of some fentanyl and died dude. and so they so this family is suing airbnb of course mm-hmm. because they got the big bucks they're yeah. suing they're suing the owners of this home right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're suing the the manager whoever the management company who was managing this particular airbnb and I think um, I'm, I'm not sure if they're suing the people that partied there because the people that partied there say, yeah, we partied. Yes, we had cocaine, but it didn't have fentanyl in it. You know, that was their excuse.
1: That was their excuse, which is um, how would they get that? This is this is one th- concern I had about it because I remember the article. The only concern I had about it was the the, the previous guest who had the cocaine. Are, it, isn't that host's cleaning company supposed to be cleaning up? What are they cleaning up? And, and
0: then we talked about that, too. I mean, and what if that cleaning company was on a certain app that people that we use to find cleaners, not to diss any apps out there. I'm not going to say any of these apps. Yeah. But would they go after that particular app and say, hey, these cleaners that are cleaning these Airbnbs need to be vetted and need to need to be able to, you know, keep things, dangerous things away from, from babies?
1: Sadly, if it was me and that happened to me, I would go after all of them.
0: Everybody.
1: Because... One, this is how I look at it. Airbnb, you control payouts. Since y'all got y'all hand in the pot, y'all y'all got to take some blame. The owner of the property it's tough on the owner because, damn, if he has somebody managing it, he probably don't even know what's going on day to day. I don't really know, but he has to take a brunt of the hit. The management company, I would think they would take a huge brunt because you're the one who controls the cleaning, the operations. Um, and then the past guest, I don't even know how they would be involved because it's like, how do you how do you even know the past guest's information?
0: Mm, uh, even
1: yeah. if the, even if the management company and I feel like this, too, though, there has to be something in, in Airbnb's policies or the management company's policies that they're not releasing public information. Because when I created my website. I have a terms and conditions page where it says, hey. The information you give the stage with our company, you know, uh, so that that that's a very important page. Actually, Stripe, if you actually have a Stripe account, they're now enforcing you to have that on your website and asking for the link to it. So, yeah, I don't I don't know that that's just crazy. But, yeah, that did happen. That Airbnb is being sued. We'll, we'll see if uh we'll see if we can actually put that article in the show notes. It's a very, very sad prayers mm-hmm. up in the family. You know, they did lose a loved one. But, yeah, you got the the cleaning company, man, you got to definitely be on top of that.
0: And yeah, I'm looking at the article now. Um, oh, wait a minute. News requested a response from the property owner. His attorney said they have no comment at this time. And they reached out to VRBO. Oh, it was Verbo. I didn't hear back. I guess these people stayed at Verbo. But was the um, party at, you know, how everybody's on both, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let
0: me see. the Property owner, rental manager. Okay, so they're, they're suing. Uh, let me see. Cornhouser, which is... Has, um uh, who the hell is that? Um, as well as the property owner, mm-hmm. a rental manager. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. prop Cornhauser and the property owner have denied allegations. Okay, I guess Cornhauser was the party here. But yeah, they just um so, okay. So it says Cornhouse Cornhauser uh, r- confirmed he rented the home from July 30th to August 1st. And had booked the home. Let me see. That's when they had the wild party. As it said they didn't they didn't have any fentanyl, but they had drugs. Because the police, the cops were called to the house for the wild party. It's on record. Like there was a party before these guests stayed there. So it's okay. so if you if they I guess reached out to people about this incident, and I'm sure that's on record who was having the party beforehand, so they could definitely sue that person.
1: Okay, so you, you, you have a party on July, August you have a party in July. Police get called out. Did the police go inside and search then and there? Or no. Uh do, 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 do. don't know. They said is... oh, the guest found. I mean, this it, we need all details. Yeah, but, we
0: need we need to go into more details. We'll put this we'll put it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, yeah. You guys check it out. But yeah, what I would be looking at is how would the past the new guests get the past guest information? And also, I think. But honestly, the cleaning company dropped the ball, and a management company dropped the ball because they're supposed to be looking at like, okay, who the hell is supposed to be cleaning this unit, and why didn't they find this? You know, and it is one of those situations where a baby can't find anything. You know, I have to keep my fourteen-month-old out of everything. You know what I mean? So it is one of those situations. But at the same time, you brought up drop the ball in the cleaning, and and also that's and. It, That's also an issue with the short-term rental space, because now you have hosts like that that are out there with bad cleaning companies or bad management companies. Now that comes back to the entire industry. You know what I mean? Now Airbnb might have to tighten up, or Verbo might have to tighten up on who they let on the platform. You know what I mean? You already got people's accounts been banned for no reason. They don't even know what's going on. So I don't know, man. Maybe, I don't know, like maybe there needs to be a certain level of co-hosting, right? Because anybody can go on Airbnb and be a co-host and you ain't accepted one reservation before.
0: What else, that's, I mean, it, it's hard to do. As big as it's grown, how are you going to make sure everybody's got great cleaners? How are you going to make sure everybody's got great management companies? How are you going to make sure everybody's in a great house and a great location? I mean, anybody, any, you know, run of the mill mom and pop can manage uh, any hotel motels, hotels, holiday inns, anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not the big corporations but they can all these roadside hotels and motels pay by the hour with the vibrating beds and you know crack going on and you know killings and all kinds of you know prostitution they it's i mean anybody can manage any of those so and that's been going on forever right murders and drugs and human trafficking and all that stuff's been going on in these hotels motels um forever so Yes, an incident, uh, you attach Airbnb to it, it's going to be national news. Uh, someone ODs in a, in a in a hotel or motel, it doesn't make the news, right? So I'm just saying it's going to be, it's hard. I'm not, you know, I'm sympathizing with Airbnb on this one or VRBO, whatever it is, because how are you going to police all these different users all over the world and make sure they're doing everything perfectly, you know? I mean, it's impossible.
1: Yeah, that is true. It is impossible, man. That's That's a tough one, man. It is a tough one that that's a man. It's a messed up story. Messed it's up. It's
0: a messed up story, dude. And um, yeah, man. So <laughs> how do we transition from that?
1: Oh, uh, uh, Airbnb man. bust over or did it ever exist? Man, I'm the, the, the bus seems to be over, man. It's a uh, I put my cleaning fees back on and I'm getting reservations. Hmm. So I don't know. It's interesting to see what's going on with these different unit types out here in the short-term rental space. Uh, I'm noticing people don't like paying a cleaning fee on a smaller unit. On bigger units, they don't really mind from what I've been seeing.
0: Now, I, I here's the thing, and I, I had it on my show notes too, talking about the wild swings in this industry because it, it's like, you ever seen that show, uh, that movie Rounders? Yeah. Hmm um okay it's with matt damon he's a poker player and all this stuff it's it's a movie. in yeah, about 15 20 years old by now it's a great movie because he's he's a poker player in the streets and shit. he's really good at it whatever it's right it's right at the time that the poker stars started taking off you know all that stuff the world series of poker and all that shit. Yep. so it's pretty cool um anyways they're talking about texas hold'em this poker game you know everybody knows what texas hold'em is by now you flip over three cards everybody on the table shares those three cards you have two in your hand and you can go all in as, the, as you can go you bet a little bit, go all in, you know, put your whole stack against people. And, and one of the cool quotes about that about that movie, there's a bunch of them. But one of them that I that I could think of is that um a lot of, you know, professional poker players stayed away from Texas Hold'em because they couldn't handle the wild swings. You know, you could win a million in one hand, lose a million in one hand. You can go mm-hmm. up. 100,000 go down it just it just goes up and fluctuates back and forth and I started thinking about uh this <laughs> short-term rental game and how it's been doing that to us man not just us but people you know uh operators around the world because I mean it was like you know before covid it was it was starting you know going great booming everybody's getting into it a little bit covid hits boom everybody loses everything bankruptcies left and right you know everybody getting out of the game right as you know, little few months after COVID, it just started. The people that were still in the game just were making money hand over fist. So it was shot back up again, right? To the point where um it got oversaturated, then tanked again. <laughs> it's just, then those people started hopping out at the right time when the right season comes, and then it's skyrocketing again. Right now, it's going, it's it's going gangbusters for us, anyways. So I don't, I can't speak to everybody, but man, short term, the, the short term rentals are just. Just out of control right now. We're getting bookings left and right. You know, we put cleaning fees back on, like you said, like you did, because it got too, you know, we went too low on our prices. And now all of a sudden, we, you know, all of a sudden we got booking like crazy. So we had to start raising the prices and adding back cleaning fees and stuff to cut co- to, to combat it. And then um, the midterm rentals, dude, it went from like zero because it seemed like everybody and their mama was on furniture finders, right? And mm-hmm. reaching out to these uh, insurance companies and all this stuff. You know, the cat was out of the bag on that. And then it was like they were like uh, it was hard to score those anymore, you know. And then all of a sudden, I mean, now I get like three or four inquiries for the same property for the same dates, and and it's and it's not. I don't have enough inventory to fill these midterm rentals, man. It's just like it's these wild swings in the industry, and we and I, I'm used to. I, I freak out sometimes. I'm like, dude, you know, it's not going good. What's going on? Are we going to survive this? And all of a sudden, boom! It's just booming again we hit another oil well and and i'm just like if you just <sighs> stick to the principles get a good product put it out there manage it well you know treat people well um and yeah and and just and just stick to it and don't quit you're going to be all right and you're going to learn and and most people can't handle these wild swings man no most people this isn't a business you want to get into if you can't handle these heart stopping you know <laughs> swings back and forth if you want something more uh predictable uh i don't know what you can do sell girl scout cookies or whatever but <laughs> but if you want yeah if you want to if you want to make it in this business you got to have some fucking thick skin
1: okay there's a question about the wild swings where are the wild swings coming from
0: i you know people can blame airbnb bugs but VRBO was struggling at the same time, the Airbnb. It was not like everybody was getting booked out of Air, uh, VRBO or uh, bu- uh, what's it called? Uh, Furnished Finders. Or all of a sudden, everybody's got a million freaking uh, midterm rental bookings. Everything was, seemed to struggle around the same time. And everything seems to come back and pick up at the same. I think it's just ni- natural cycles. And and this... and they, back in the day okay a regular cycle would be uh during the winter is going to be slow and during the spring and summer it's going to be high and then the fall is going to slow down a little and so, you know but now I think there's Cycles inside of cycles you know it's getting a little more complex especially with people hopping in and out of the game and causing you know and, and messing with the inventory and, and stuff like that it's it's just um I mean, people could all jump out and quit in January. All of a sudden, you're going to have a big fucking February because there's no inventory for the people that are traveling in February. You know, it's just um, I think it's a lot of it's just natural cycles in this in this business that we're all trying to figure out and learn.
1: Yeah, I think it's natural cycles because like right now, six out of nine of my units, like my owned arbitrage, they're booked midterm. They've been booked midterm quite a while. What I'm starting to see is I think we let the OTAs control the swings. And once they control the swings, we all go into saying it's slow season instead of we haven't really worked on our businesses and built a brand around it. That's what I think it is. And I think what happens is a lot of people are comfortable doing that. So no, 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 this is what's happening. You have people that survive the swing and people that don't survive it. Right. But the people that are surviving it, they may survive one swing but can you survive one, two, three, four swings? And then once you, if you start striking out, are you going to be that person to say, okay, let me get a hold of my business and take it to the next level and try to create a brand, or try to be able to, you know, create a brand to where people want to come to me directly and things of that nature? Because every time they always say like, like December, I think it slowed down and everyone's yelling out, it's slow season, it's slow season. But the TSA website said travels, travel was higher than the previous year. So, you know, are we letting them control the swing? And then we're just saying it's a swing. So th- that is just what I always wonder, you know, like even with the whole the Airbnb bus thing, some people didn't feel it. Some people felt it. And then I started looking at I made a reel about this the other day. I started really looking. I'm like the people that saying they didn't feel the Airbnb bus. Most of them were in vacation rental markets, the ones who are in vacation rentals who did fill it. I didn't see their listing or whatever, but it seemed like they may have been offering a lower tier product. And the ones who were, and I think most people in urban metro markets, they they kind of felt it. And then there are a few just didn't because of the type of product they're offering. So I think we also have to start looking at that, like product offerings. I think me, you and Fetty talked about it. How do we baseline our businesses to get the clientele we want and to be able to provide the experience we want for that guest? So yeah it's very very interesting to, you know with the swings the swings are true that is, that is definitely true
0: that yeah, is is true man and um and one thing here's the thing too cuz a lot of people are like yeah like you said panic mode saying oh you know it's a it's a down season down season okay what the fuck are you doing about it i just went to your listing you got everything still priced at 200 a night in the down season and you're crying mm-hmm. cuz you have zero bookings that month I'm in there, you know, and and I partnered with Federico on this because, you know, he was uh, he's doing the ops. And I was like, dude, let me just dive into, let me grab a hold of this pricing real quick. And I'm going to go very aggressive at this, you know, and you handle this, I handle that, you know, we, 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 you know, handle different things. And I said, let me just dive in. Let me, let me take the reins on the pricing for a little bit, just to get us through this uh, slow season. That's what they call it. And I was, um, I got everything on smart pricing from, uh, from um, Price Labs, you know, for just this. For just when we needed it to I, we needed to hit every single thing on on airbnb to, to boost us Is you know even if it didn't work or even if it's you know it, it didn't boost you that much i don't care we were going to try every single thing we we're going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at it to see if it helped you know we did instant book on everything um you know we did the like i said smart pricing we did um what else did airbnb want us to do you know they always tell you they want you to do these certain things i, I can't even uh, think smart of
1: smart right pricing um uh... No cleaning fee, all that. No
0: cleaning fee. We tried that, you know. We tried the no cleaning fee. We tried, you know, uh, whatever. We we tried everything. And, of course, lowering the prices. And so i was just manually going in every single day you know at the time we had over 70 units and i was just going in every single one you know okay this week is coming up for the next three or four days i'm just going to drop these prices here uh and i'm gonna you know get rid of the one uh, two night minimums i'm gonna do whatever i can to get this one week booked right you're mm-hmm. doing micro to gain to win in the macro you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i was just and I was just going week by week. That's it. I'm not even looking out months ahead. You know, I'm pricing everything is kind of high ahead, and then lower, lower, lower. I'm, you know, I'm doing what Priner like Price Labs uh, does automatically. Um, but anyways, I was, um, I was just getting these victories, these small victories. They're adding up and adding up and adding up. And next thing you know, we had everything green. You know, what I'm saying. And so I just we I got us through there. But then, but then, as the swing back up and all the demand is skyrocketing right now, uh, Fed has said, "Let's go back to price labs and get you know make sure to get every single buck at the highest you know every single booking at the highest rate we can." And I said, "All right, cool, hand it back off. We're back on price labs and and we're getting bookings at a higher rate now. Uh, you know, it just you can sit there on the sidelines, complain and say, you know, it's down season. Why can not I get no bookings? Are you going to go in there and fix this shit?
1: Yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact." But I'm going to say something. Did you use your business, but in your swing, when the swing was going on, I noticed you said you were going in, changing everything, turning on smart pricing. So, in your swing, when it swung, would you say you catered your business more to Airbnb or more to yourself in your business?
0: Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that?
1: Meaning you said everything you did on Airbnb. Did you pick up phone calls, start calling out to like insurance companies, reloads, or oh, those people?
0: I've been doing that. I've been doing that. Okay. I was trying to score. You know, we, I mean, we, you got your VA on, on Furnish Finder hitting everybody up, right? I got my <laughs> VAs on Furnish Finder hitting well, everybody I'm up. I'm not
1: talking about Furnish Finder. I'm not talking about the OTAs. I'm talking about your brand, your business.
0: Oh, like talking to insurance companies and stuff like that. Low
1: reloads, insurance companies. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what I was saying. Sometimes with the swing, we focus too much on the OTA, and the OTA is the one that's causing the swing. Yeah. So, because the next swing that comes around, I want to be fully prepared. Like, I want to be like how Al Williamson is when stuff happens on Airbnb. He's just like, mm, doesn't affect me. <laughs> like damn like i'm in his mastermind group he's like yeah it don't really affect me <laughs> we gotta get it back on but like he's just like yeah i don't that that airbnb stuff doesn't affect me well I, I just that because i think that's where we have to go with our business to have that but it's interesting because i did a lot of that too i was in there changing up prices um one thing i did but when you're doing that stuff you learn a lot because one thing i learned was Airbnb is now by the way they're going to start they are uh, I was in Mark's Facebook group they Airbnb is now pushing to where they can uh where hosts can pay to have their listing boosted they've been practicing that with the promotions but uh the promotions work perfectly if you guys want to just raise your price 20% and just promote those days 20% on Airbnb that's like a guaranteed way to get a reservation if you do it for multiple days and know what you're doing. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's a lot you can learn with doing like, you know, running those Airbnb discounts and things of that nature.
0: You said a a key key word there, key phrase, if you know what you're doing, cause you could mess up and put some (laughs) stupid low prices on accident. If you don't know what you're doing, right. Going there. Okay. I'm going to have it, you know, uh this week's going to be 20% off but then you already have another you know 50% off or you have some other stuff going on Ooh, you can you, yeah. can, you can put something yeah. in your place for like gotta, bucks a night.
1: that's why you got to have you got to and, and man I was on Sean's webinar and I'm not going to say what all I learned on there but he said something very very important he said if you're just sitting on Airbnb and you don't understand rule sets lead time uh pace any of that. He goes, if I'm saying this stuff and you don't understand it, you're going to go out of business. I was like, damn. <laughs> it was a lot of people in the life. Oh shit. What is that? Like, I'm like, yeah, you are going to go up a- if you don't know your lead time, because well, if you don't know your average lead time, especially on Airbnb, if you don't know your average lead time, you don't know how to adjust your pricing accordingly. You're either leaving money on the table or uh, most of the time you're just probably leaving money on the table or you're probably losing money. So yeah, it's a lot of stuff that goes into pricing that you have to understand and know how to adjust it. Like in a certain market, and that's one good thing if you are doing this, uh, but Airbnb lets you do it. If you're taking all of your units, like all your units in Dallas, all your units in Houston, and you're putting them in separate Airbnb accounts, that's a really good thing to do because now you Airbnb will give you the stats of, hey, this is your average lead time in Houston. This is your average lead time in Dallas. Now you can start making your rule sets based upon that. And I've been doing that and it's been working like a charm. So yeah, you got to know how many days out till someone's going to book me. Like in Dallas, I know it's four days so I can adjust my pricing and put my rule sets in there accordingly.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah you got to get all that knowledge together, man. Um, yeah, so I mean, if, if you're not working at it, you know, it's it's yeah. It could get it could get out of hand if you <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing, and, and um. So yeah, do some learning, man. we use like I said, use um. Uh, we 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 check out all everything that Sean has to offer. You know, yeah. Uh, Fed is real big about about Sean's stuff too. And it's really really interesting. It's
1: funny thing is you said something about a hood unit earlier, and I'm kind of at the crossroads. Um, so I'm going back to my nine to five on Monday. So. I have a, remember, I just finished a, re, I'm finishing up. We're putting the last touches on this damn rehab, but I'm thinking like I can refinance it, pull some money out, furnish that bad boy up. And then on the other hand, I'm like, and then I was thinking about doing the section eight thing. Cause I said, I think I said on the last cast, I was just going to go ahead and section eight it. But then I'm like, do I really want to deal with that? Cause I ain't going to have no property manager. I'm going to have to be over everything and setting up a team. So I'm really thinking about just flipping this thing, man. But the only good thing about being on nine to five, I can use that nine to five to get a good W2 rate. You know, what I'm saying a good interest rate. But so it's kind of like, eh, I don't know, man, It's one of those things. Because when I say this in the hood, it's like bars on the windows hood, you know, bars around the AC unit type. <laughs> so I'm just like, uh, I don't know what I want to do. So I, I may end up flipping it. I'm going to see. I'm going to see.
0: I'm going to throw something at you. Now we're talking real estate. You know, we we, we move around on the show. We're going to talk some real estate right now. We're going to dive into some numbers. That's where the real wealth is built, right? Yeah. Real estate, not not arbitrage and Airbnb. Yeah, maybe. You know, people claim whatever. But anyways, you always want to buy real estate. Whatever you do, whatever business you get into, you know, always buy real estate. That's where you're going to make uh, wealth. That's where you're going to become wealthy. So I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this text stream so I can give you more information. But here's the, here's the gist of it. Let me see. Let me find it real quick. Um, but I'll find it in a second.
1: Go ahead, but yeah, yeah. What I was saying was, I don't know. Like, uh, my question to you was actually going to be, on your hood units, how are the reviews? Huh? How how are the reviews? How are the reviews, and how have you shifted the reviews to be in a positive to to favor you to favor you to be in a positive light?
0: Um, you know, and, and i give credit to Federico for this because. We um we have been getting good reviews at those places, and and because we've shifted our demographic, we we stop you know encouraging older white people to book these places. We're getting a more uh, urban clientele, and they're cool with it. They love these places, man. And and, and so I'm you know I'm mean, just not like we have wild parties or nothing going on, but it's just oh another thing.
1: Another oh, no, thing. no, no, I gotta I gotta ask you the question because I know the viewer the listeners are asking. How did you flip your demographic to get urban people in there?
0: Um, that's a good question. We well, first of all, we got all of these properties off of our main Airbnb page, right? Mm-hmm. And and we put it um, we put it on this um on, on our new Airbnb page. Okay. And, and um. We change the descriptions. I, I you know, we change the descriptions to I can't, you know, unless I pull them up, I can I can read it. But just to make it more just to make it more urban sound urban friendly, you know what I'm saying? He, and,
1: he, I, oh, he grant Cardone this listing now you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joking, no, go ahead. We're about to get mouth now And
0: and we um <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so so we changed we changed the the picture. Is just a picture of Federico now. It's not a picture of him and his wife doing like a family type photo. It's just a picture of Federico, um, a dude on there, mm. um, and, and we just yeah, it's just pretty much it. Change the descriptions and just um, you know, just we we've been attracting the the clientele that that likes those places.
1: I like how you did that. Um, yeah, my, our clientele's changed too. Um, you know, I I only have a picture of mahogany up now. And we're getting a lot easier clientele in certain areas. Like our places in a certain part of Dallas is getting much better clientele. (laughs) Um, I think they see Mahogany. You know, we used to have the other girl up, right? And yeah, you get a different demographic with that demographic and the demographic we wanted for this unit. Mm -hmm. So these five units that we have up there, we're getting the demographic we need because Mahogany, and I'm not on it. It's just Mahogany with her dreads and boom, and we're getting a good, you know, the good demographic that we want.
0: Brothers and sisters.
1: There you go. Oh, yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> this area, yeah, that's what we want. So, I mean, and, and, I, and if anybody who's been listening to us for a long time, you can, your profile picture paints a huge picture of who's going to book your place. Now, if you're in a certain type of neighborhood, it is a good idea to use a certain picture. I mean, I've done it. I've changed We've used a family photo. We use my single photo, mahogany single photo. Um, we used a friend's photo, um, and we've used the logo. But yeah, friendly face is always the best. We use uh, it ours is very dependent upon the area that we're that we're in, that the neighborhood is in. Because like I mean, we we say it amongst each other. Me and Steve say it all the time. I mean if. You have a place in a certain demographic. It's certain demographics that feel comfortable there and certain demographics that don't. So if you change the wording inside of your listing and you change who is the face of the listing, you can get a more targeted demographic to book the unit. I know and I'm gonna be real. Other podcasters ain't gonna tell you this shit. I mean, we hell, we don't give a damn. We'll we've we done it real. I know, we keep it real. You know, they're gonna tell you, you know. If you put a black face up in a neighborhood that's predominantly black, you'll probably get good five star reviews because it's more familiar <laughs> to them. If you put up Steve did it in hearse, you know, what I'm saying with the Mexican thing you said you did. You're yeah. like mostly all Mexicans booking it. it was a fine experience because it's easier to cater to what you're familiar with. It's simply what it is.
0: It is, man. And, and so real quick on that, because you used to be pro logo as your as your um, mm-hmm. profile, but now you're not so much logo anymore
1: no it seems like everybody books when it's a logo and also they complain more because they feel like you're a big corporation
0: So you saying everybody out there is racist is that what you're saying Mike?
1: not racist i said they complain more if they feel like you're a big corporation
0: uh, no- oh okay as you said but but first you said everybody books because it's a logo ah you know whatever
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. yeah 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 everybody books but now you get more complaints. It's like it's like one of those situations where if you feel like somebody has some money, I'm gonna try to squeeze as much as I can out of them. That's how people are. So when people you have a logo up there, people feel like they can complain and get what they want. So a friendly picture always works. But go ahead.
0: For example, like it, it just, just I mean, we didn't go crazy and say, Hey, you know, bring your guns and bring your pit bulls. We didn't say that shit, right? But we said we did. <laughs> See, that's being a little bit, um, anyways, we keep it real on this show. So, so like for the studio, we have this studio is perfect for the solo traveler or couples looking for a convenient and affordable stay in Dallas. There you These go. These are all code words, man. This is this is the hood. I'm just
1: yeah. real. <laughs> That's no, not okay. A little bit. Um, it is. That's how you got You have to word it that way, man. I'm telling you, man. Read this book called "Uh, Might Be Pumpkin Plant." No, it's one of Mike Malkovich's book. He talks about that, like target down on who you want to stay there. Mm-hmm. Got to. I love that. Keep going.
0: The hobos are nice there. Um. So going back real quick, here's what we're discovering too, man. And you've seen it. Um, a lot of people out there have bad credit. A lot of people can't get freaking apartments.
1: Ooh, oh, yes. I know you're going with this. I know where you're <laughs> going with this. You're so going we're with getting this.
0: midterm stays from people uh-huh. who would regularly not be able to get anything because they got stuff on their background or they got bad credit. Yeah. And that's where I was going with that. Just it, it, so credit is pushing people to book, have to... They need a place to stay for a few months. They're going to book an Airbnb. It,
1: you know what? I, and I think this came about because of the picture I posted inside of... So in the Facebook group, okay. And a matter of fact, this is in Dallas. So this is how, I think this is how we struck up this conversation. So someone in a Dallas Airbnb Facebook group came in and said, Hey, I have an eviction on my record. Where can I uh, find a place like housing? And this guy gets on there and he said, just book an Airbnb. You just pay for the, you prepay for the time. And I'm like, and I posted it to Steve and Federico and Mike. And I said, yeah, these are the people that book your Airbnbs, you know, because they prepay for time. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever had a guest, like, and it's like a day before their checkout, they'll say, "Hey, can I extend? But can I pay tomorrow, right before checkout, so I have enough money on my card to pay you?" Oh yeah, we've had that. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had it too. But those are a lot of type of rent. A lot of renters do that. That is why, and that's why I also said in there, that's why your product is very important. So if you know you're in the, like for the units you just talked about, that's a perfect scenario. Hey, they're in this type of neighborhood. These are the type of people that are come there. But if you have a good product, they aren't gonna want that product. So you have to know what your product is and what your product attracts. Because it might attract certain people that, you know, hey, they might have an eviction on their record. They might not be bad people, but, well, I don't know, an eviction, yeah, that's a, that's a little, now evictions, that's a hard one to get on there, but you know what I'm saying? People lose jobs, all types of stuff, but these are some of the people that use the platform, especially some just, Airbnb.
0: Something just crossed my mind. Speaking okay. to, if there's any renters out there, Airbnb renters, you know, that can't get a place uh, because of their credit or background or whatever. Here's a great play. And I think it might even be cool or it might even be beneficial on our side that have, you know, Airbnbs and in, uh, in not the best neighborhoods or whatever um, to to cater to these, to these, this, um this group is we could. So hear me out. Try to put it together in, in a business. I know form. where you're
1: going. Go ahead, though. I know where you're going.
0: <laughs> because especially when you told me about, you know, OK, they're already staying in your Airbnb. They book an Airbnb. You know for for and they, they're going to extend one day outside of you know, okay whatever um but they got to get money on their card kind of thing yeah we've mm-hmm. been through that now what i what i automatically thought of i was like okay if these renters out there they, this is the area they want to be in they want to be in a certain area you got an Air, you got some airbnbs there the fully furnished all bills paid uh they can't find anything uh that'll let them rent but they, they'll, they'll, they'll check it out they, they'll rent your place to Let's just say this. If you're a renter out there, go rent an Airbnb for a few weeks or a month. Prove to this host that you're a great freaking renter, right? And sa- and then say, or well, when that month is coming up or whatever, say, hey, you know, I'd like to stay here for another three or four months. Uh, can we do outside of Airbnb and, you know, save me money, save you money? And then most, I, I guarantee you, most Airbnb, have said, like, "Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, you've been you've been doing great. You've been, you know, a great renter here. You keep my place clean, taking out the trash, all that stuff. Yeah, sure, you can. We can. We can deal some outside of Airbnb, and then I'll make more money, and, and you'll save money. There you go. They just landed themselves a long term rental without having a background check, without having a credit check or nothing, in a nice place, fully furnished, all bills paid, where they want to stay. I think it's a win win. I mean, I know it's, it's no, 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 a little tricky for us." But if,
1: if, yeah. The reason why I like your thinking because me, I always think uh, you think B2C, which works perfect for the cast, and I think B2B, B, which works perfect for the cast. You know what I was going to say? It's very similar to what you're doing. Okay. I would say go find someone who whose job is to help people find affordable housing. Right? And they And you partner with them and be like, hey, I have all these Airbnbs and hey, here's my portfolio of Airbnbs. Hey, I know this person may not have good credit, but can they pay with cash up front or on a card up front and be like, Hey, here's my places. Let them know. Hey, if they stay a few months, then you bring in what you just said. Hey, if they stay a few months, they're good. They may be able to pay on a weekly basis this much. And then we can do something outside of the platform. Hmm. It's either
0: way. (laughs) Second chance B&B, baby. There you go.
1: There you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it, it, it's a risk. It's a risk. It is definitely a risk. But, I mean, it's just having that business acumen, you know, to think like that. Because... You know, you know, but, oh, go ahead. You,
0: you, go
1: ahead. No, because I, I, was, I was thinking about the guy who came on who does the housing for homeless. Mm. He does exactly what we do. He arbitrages it, but he puts, you know, for the homeless in there. But, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up.
0: And, and, that's, and that's funny because um a long time ago whenever you know in the early days uh, we started turning this thing into a business kind of thing trying to put our you know put our um airbnbs or short-term rentals everywhere we could possibly put them and then even put them started putting them in these um (laughs) dallas housing uh, facebook group or fort worth housing and i think mike brown back, back back then warned me hey dude careful over there. They're they're pretty vicious. I was like, what are you talking about? So I put my, you know, started making some Facebook uh, uh, marketplace listings of some of my units and throwing them on there. Hey, this, you know, rent this fully furnished, all bills paid place for uh, $2,500 a month or whatever it was for a one bedroom or $3,500 a month for whatever I was doing, the pricing back then, don't matter. And I'd put them on these sites. I didn't realize a lot of these people on there was uh, second chance housing people. And so they were just, (laughs) This is a freaking fraud. This guy's trying to steal money and blah, how could he charge these ra- you know, I didn't know I the hornets nest that I kicked, right? I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, Mike said, like, yeah, you know, that's for that's more for um <laughs> sec- you know, second chance housing kind of. What's that, you know? And I didn't even I didn't know what second chance housing was. I kept seeing that term yeah, these yeah. groups pop up second chance housing which, which means that you know they have some uh, bumps and uh, evictions and stuff in their past you know that yeah. they can't get housing so there's there's operators out there that cater to them that they call themselves second chance housing mm-hmm. and um i don't know how they set up their structure how they make sure they don't get screwed and get you know they must have a, a lawyer on call for the eviction you know got a discount rate for evictions or some shit i don't know what it is and they probably charge a first and last and middle and all kinds of shit you know just to make sure they don't get burned by people that are um high risk you know what i'm saying yeah. so so yeah To but i bet a lot of people can make a lot of good money on places that are let's just say they own an apartment complex that they got for dirt cheap and they probably didn't fix it up too good but they're putting second chance people in there oh, yeah. and making money hand over fist
1: oh yeah. yeah that happens all the time mom but yeah it, it's Man, it's about just like like we're doing like right here we're masterminding you know you can you can do that you know when slow season hits if you have, verify they can pay but i would I would like looking into that idea of partnering with a company like a I don't know because you have to look at it like this a second chance housing corporation networks with a whole bunch of people you know what I mean mm-hmm. so they got connections out there that's how you know what I'm saying that's how I'm looking at it as well
0: mm. I remember I remember <laughs> Uh, one lady uh, and, and one of the Facebook groups put on there you know I'm I'm having such a hard time finding something for me and my kids and I guess somebody on there I guess a housing whatever or, or someone else in the group said well what's what's going on how come you can't find anything I mean you got a voucher and she's like yeah well it's me and my 10 kids I was like holy hmm. smokes I guess a lot of people don't want to allow someone with 10 and she looked young bro I was like, how the hell does she have 10? Damn. <laughs> I mean, that's, just, but that's, I mean, that's a reality. <laughs> I, well, yeah, yeah, I can figure out how. <laughs> <No>. oh, <man. laughs> but even, but yeah, even though she got her vouchers or whatever, she's, people are like, yeah, not in my house. It's not going to stay in my house. I'm going to destroy that house, man. It's just going to be gutted. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, stuff like that happens, you know, and it is unfortunate, you know, but. Yeah, yeah I don't know you just have to find if that's your niche because remember even when we talked to Derek forsten on that he was like it has to be your passion you know but I mean if slow season hits it might become your passion
0: <laughs> that is true um so what else are we gonna talk about we have some other we have some great topics for y'all so we talked about the feast and famine sometimes there' being beef feast and famine uh da-da-da-da. oh <laughs> Another funny thing that's happening. I, I don't know. You, you list your places on on um, Zillow.
1: Uh no, I I need to start. I need to get back on there. Okay.
0: You get hit up a lot by. Um, well, I have I've scored some nice corporate, um, stays from Zillow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for the corporate people look at Zillow, and so I've scored some nice corporate stays. But also, I've uh I get hit up a lot from these these youngsters that want to uh, manage my my rental. You know what I'm saying? And they and they spit out the same spiel that we've taught so many people before. You know, hey, I do corporate housing, blah, blah, blah. And um I I cater to travel nurses, traveling professionals. Uh, we also do shorter stays in between to fill in the gaps. I mean, it's the same you know kind of thing that we put out there a long time ago and so it, it's coming full circle so these youngsters are are hitting me up for these properties and i'm like hey dude he said i think your property will make a lot of money and blah 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 i charge a lot of them are charging like 15 now so they're going down on their rates you know just to get some properties but um but a lot but i, so I like to i kind of like to toy with them a little bit as oh wow that sounds interesting man you're gonna is that like airbnb or what is that you know it's like well you we only use airbnb to to fill in the gaps blah, blah blah and i'm like oh cool yeah i don't i don't mind dude i say, you know what tell you what why don't you just rent it from me for this price that i got it here and you can you can do the short-term rentals all you want and i'm they're like uh yeah we're not we're not taking on any arbitrages at this time and this and that it's just i say, well why not if it's guaranteed you're gonna make this much money why don't you just rent it from me for this much which i got it on zillow and just rent it out yourself and make the just make this all the money, instead of just making fifteen uh, percent of what I make, and they're like, "Yeah, um, that's not in our business model, right?" So they, <laughs> so yeah. these youngsters are getting spoiled because they no longer want to arbitrage because they don't want any of the risks. They want to start off grabbing properties with zero risk, which is great if you can if you can manage that. Um, and just and have me still take all the risk. They, they little do they know they don't know it's in my arbitrage, right? They know they think it's my house, right? Mm-hmm. So so they're they're trying to pick up my houses from me to manage, even though I'm you know, we're arbitraging and managing them, right? Yeah. And so um and, and, and I think it's funny though, it, it's just um it's just coming full circle from what we taught is coming back at us, and people are trying to pick up these. I did all, we did all the work, we furnished these damn things, we got them out everywhere. And, I, and then I finally tell them, oh, I'm just messing with you, dude. Let me, let's network. Let me get your information. Um, I, I, we, we manage over 70 units. Uh, We've been doing this for seven years now. We, we're we on all the sites, but this is just one of them. Oh, and usually they don't,
1: they just go away. They don't,
0: <laughs> they, they try to hear that.
1: That, that. And what you're saying is it kind of comes back full circle in our, our conversation earlier. People are looking at management because there ain't no risk, right? So then when you have the ups and downs like that up and down of the market. It ain't on you. Like, hey, it's up and down. It's down season. Give me my 20%. But here's your crumbs that you're left with and can't pay your mortgage. Uh, I mean, for real, that's basically what they're doing, right? So I mean, most management companies will give you a break, but yeah, I mean, that's just what they're doing.
0: Now, now one of them was 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 interesting, I have to say the least, because this um this this dude this dude from I think it was like Zimbabwe or something right he hit me up and asked me because he had a unique first and last name so I one that I could look up on on Facebook and and try to find the dude and yeah he was out of Zimbabwe or something somewhere in Africa and and he he's like yeah I would like to and he said I would like to arbitrage your house for this price I'll pay this price and I'm going to put it on these short-term rental platforms and this and that and I was like Oh, so you do want to rent it from me. You're not going to just try to manage it from. Oh yeah, I, want, I want to rent it, and I'm going to put it on these platforms. So I said, oh, okay, that sounds good. So you can afford this rent. You could pay this rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, we'll put in the application. And I thought that was going to be done with them, yeah. Oh, application now. Fuck that. So I said, put in a Zillow application, and I'll check it out. And he actually did. He put in a Zillow application, and so I opened it up, looked at it. He had actually, he had like. um 680 credit score right he had a good credit score Mm
1: -hmm. but he
0: had like no history there was nothing on there um and he only had credit history for like you know a few months it was weird right Mm -hmm. so he he must have just hopped on someone's credit cards and got a credit history or whatever like we 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 teach people to do right To, Mm -hmm. to get those trade lines and um but he had no assets no nothing but he had that credit score and so um i i i said I, you know, I, I came up with some excuse. You know, I'm, I'm probably I already do this as a short term rental, whatever, but I was like, I was like he don't even live here. Somehow he got a credit score and he's trying to pick up people's um uh trying to rent from people to do this short term from, from Africa. So I'm tripping out on this, man. I'm like, man, there, there's people from other countries doing arbitrages here in the United States and, and renting from these people off Zillow and doing it. I was like, that's pretty um I mean shit, I guess you could do it from anywhere.
1: Does he have other units?
0: I wasn't able to find anything on his. Um, you know, I looked through his through his Facebook, all that stuff. I didn't. I didn't see any other units. I mm-hmm. guess I should have pried more, but I just saw so many red flags. I was like, eh, yeah, nah, yeah, This doesn't seem. Flag. This doesn't seem. You know, if he had anything, he didn't have anything. You know, credit cards or cars or I mean, he didn't have nothing on his credit, but it was a good score. So maybe an an experienced landlord will be like, oh, yeah, you can rent my place. That's fine. You know, you have a good credit score, but eh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, probably take a few Airbnb payment, payment payouts and never hear from dude again. <laughs>
0: That's what I was thinking, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, especially if he's hitting up furnished places, you know what I mean? take the photos from Zillow, put it on an Airbnb account. You're good to go. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. It's a lot of little, I mean, there's so many ways to make money in this industry, you know, the three main arbitrage, managing, owning. Um, but they all, at the end of the day, I think at this point to be successful in the short-term rental space, you have to be educated on what the hell's going on. You know, yeah. you gotta be educated on the OTAs, educated on branding, educated on, you know, your end goal too. A lot of people don't have end goals with this. They're just doing stuff to do it, you know? And then like these people, you know, like even with the arbitrage space, I think a lot of people are building up these companies and I think they don't really know the true risk of it. And so, you know, I don't know, a lot of people going out of business, like you said, and a lot of people are shooting you some straight BS about, you know, Arbitrage, even about management, some things that just aren't really necessary in alignment with the truth, but you know, facts.
0: So my so my REI question, my real estate investment crush question. Okay. So so a while back, and, and I told the story on the on the podcast that I overheard some mechanics talking at work about uh his con his uh, town home over here in Fort Worth that that you know during COVID the dude stayed there for six months didn't pay nothing on the way out he destroyed the place whatever he you know screwed him over he just wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, and I got. I picked up the three bedroom, two bath townhome over there for ninety thousand bucks, and so, yeah, you can't beat that. So he just wanted to get, he just wanted out, you know, and and so we were able to buy it. And so his son actually owns one in the same complex. It's a two bedroom, two bath, right? And you know, prices have gone up a little since then. But now I'll say this: it's it's not the best, not the best area. You know, where the Channel Eleven Tower is over there, Fort Worth, over that area. It's not the best area. Stop six. <laughs> yeah right by the potter's house um potter's house is on the
1: in well, doubt. There's
0: a this is another one right there i think it's really a, i think it's a it might be a satellite one i don't know okay Anyways, right there by the channel 11 tower it's not the best area but so his son's like you know and i looked at it before because his son was talking about selling it and everything and i just like it needed work right it yeah. was in a rough part of town uh same complex um, and and this uh African American ladies was you know been there for years, right? Mm-hmm. And she and she's on section eight, so I would even inherit a section eight payer, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and he even told me, he said, Yeah, you he, haven't heard from you in a while, you know, I just thought, see if you're still interested. Now, section eight went up to 1150 a month, right? And so, um, he's saying, If I if I still interested in buying it, he would even do owner financing. And I know you like that stuff, right? Owner financing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and uh, he said, and we could do. He he just threw some numbers out there, asking for my counter. I don't even know how to counter because I'm I'm done a uh, owner financing deal yet. But he said probably do four percent interest, thirty year fix with the balloon payment, refinance in five years, twenty uh, percent down would get you a payment of four seventy two a month. Uh, ten percent down, we get you a payment of five thirty-one a month. Of course, I go for the lower, you know, down payment. That's how I am. Um, HOAs are three seventy for this unit. So
1: three seventy a month.
0: Three seventy a month for the HOA. Yeah. So we're looking at yeah, that's and it's a chunk. Um. So if you did the ten percent down, we're looking at about I'd be paying about thousand bucks a month, and then with the Section Eight, making eleven $1, hundred, which not it's not the best. What's your cash flow? Like I said, 100 bucks a month would be the cash flow. Wouldn't be that good. That's if I just, um, if I'm doing the, you know, that's the offer he threw at me. Of course, I can mess with the numbers, go down a little bit, saying I'll I'll only pay this much for it. You know, it's only worth 90 grand to me. So that'll bring the numbers down. He's looking for a counter. I don't even know how to counter. I'd love to do uh, owner finance if he holds it forever and I don't have to finance out to a bank. How old is he? This guy, he's about my age his
1: 40s falling in a hold forever it sounds like a good deal only thing is how much is he asking for how much 90k
0: he said around 110 range
1: is it worth that what's the comp say
0: <laughs> we'll see that it, it's still um i think taxes is still around thirty nine thousand. Like, you know he's had it so long that it's like um no so i mean like to, to, oh, to counter- in that same place.
1: Yeah, yeah. To counter him, you need to know. Well, an owner finance, you don't need to know this. I'm more of a Burr guy, but I I will still run numbers. So if he wants one ten, what's it what what's it worth right now, all fixed up?
0: Hmm, that's a good question, dude. I need to do more research to have a better. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. so I would I would find out what's it worth right now, all fix. If you were to fix this place up, deck it out, how much is how much could you sell it for, right? right 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 was a record doing outside okay but yeah i'll find out how much how much you could sell sell it for like if you were to fix it all up um the current condition it probably ain't in great shape if they've been in there for how long forever and doing section 8 yeah. um you know uh sound like it might be a good deal but you got to run the numbers to the T. you got to know taxes insurance um your payment to him and it's a hoa that's what i'm saying you have to know what your full all-in costs are because it don't seem like it's going to be just that 1000 If you, Is that including taxes?
0: Yeah, that, that's including taxes.
1: So your payment... Is, go ahead.
0: It's financing through him.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's financing. what I'm saying. So your payment to him, that's including the taxes every month?
0: I assume so. That's a good question. I'll ask him about the taxes.
1: Yeah, I'd ask him about taxes, insurance, EITI, basically. Principal, interest, taxes, all of that and then see what the number comes out to. I'm going to tell you some funny thing you bring up owner finance. I had a dude, this dude owns like 40 doors. Me and Mahogany sat down with this dude for like two hours in Starbucks the other day. And basically he's trying to downsize his entire portfolio to 10 doors, but he wants to downsize only off owner finance deals. So it's like, cool. So we we pitched an owner finance deal at him, but he wants like nine or 10% interest. So I hate to call this guy. He's a slumlord land shark, basically is what he is. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll be real, man. We gotta be real. You know, this this is our podcast. We'll be real. And so people out there, if y'all looking at owner finance deals, basically this dude's a, a slumlord, uh slumlord land loan shark, basically. So he's the same situation. He has a tenant that's been there a while, but the tenant is late on rent all the time. So he like, he's like, Well, oh, I want to get off this one. So I think he saw me in mahogany, dreadheads so like. Oh, they'll probably take this place. So he throws out these bullshit numbers like I can't do math. I'm like, you want 10% interest? You have a tenant in there who chooses to pay you when they want to. And then the place ain't even fixed up. We went in this place. It's a fucking dump. Me Mahogany, she went in there. She acted like she was the insurance people. She was like, hey, I'm just here for the insurance insurance renewal just to take a couple of pics. So we went in there, took pictures. (laughs)
0: That's a clever move.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We always do that one. So she went in, she took pictures of the house. It was a complete dump in there. Uh, so we sat down with him at Starbucks and he just wasn't budging on his numbers. So we were just like, hey, this deal ain't going to work for us. The thing I like about your guy, he's giving you a 4% interest rate. That's a good ass deal. But you got to run all the numbers because on owner finance deals, you need to make sure you cash flow. I know some people who will take the hit on cash flow, refinance out the at the end due to like maybe an equity play or an appreciation play. But I, I would make sure that things cash flows.
0: Okay. And I was going to ask um, on these uh, owner finance deals,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is it like I'm the owner now for these next five years? Is it like, is it like, do I get the deed or what, what happens?
1: Uh, it, it depends. On sub two, you get the deal. No, oh, you get the deed. Owner finance You're putting a down payment. See, I I have to, really look. at, you're going to put the down payment down for the owner finance. You put the down payment down. He basically becomes the bank. You're paying him every month and then it's all in the contract. You're paying him every month. He's the bank. But at the end of your five years, you now have to balloon payment his, all his money back. That way you would have, in order to do that, you would have to refinance. So you would have to go on the, uh, deed and the mortgage at the time of the refinance, but I'm not sure if you go on the deed initially. Um I think the deed stays in, in his name. You'd have to look it up, uh get with someone. But like on sub two, the mortgage stays in his name. The deed goes to you. But the guy who I was talking to, the property's paid off. All his properties are paid off.
0: Yeah. So it would have to be an owner finance deal. That's what he said yeah. too. I was because I mentioned subject two. He's like, well I own it outright. So it would be it would have mm. to be an owner finance. Yeah.
1: It would and have so to be now, and it is
0: funny cuz um um Adam Adam Johnson yeah. show. Yeah yeah. He he likes sub too. That's his that's his favorite. He never he doesn't do he doesn't mess with owner finance I don't believe. Yeah. He wants that deed. He wants that deed. He wants to leave him on the mortgage.
1: Yeah. And another thing about owner finance when they own it outright like this guy's situation every situation is different, right? So this dude who wants to owner finance, the reason why he's taking 10%, like I said, he's a loan shark because he owns the property outright. He ain't really in a rush to sell it, mm. right? So if basically, if his tenants ain't paying rent, that just means he has to come up with the t- taxes and insurance money. He ain't got to pay no mortgage. Shit, it's paid off. So th- with your guy, it sounds like he's more rational and reasonable. And he asked you to counter that. I think uh, you, you should come up with a good counter. You should- uh, yeah. No, yeah, me, you, me and you can hop on a call and we can go over the numbers. We can come up with a counter for them. But you, I know. Go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, because I know that we have like past guests on the show that that set up owner finance deals, right? Yeah. Um, with a big payment, with a big down payment, 20 percent, whatever, knowing full out that most of these people ain't gonna, they're not gonna be able to finance out of these deals, and they're gonna lose that money, right? So that's a bit, um, mm, I don't know. <laughs> that's hey, you, you could have that in your conscience. That's cool, but I mean, they make money doing that. Owner finance, they get these people in there, five six percent interest. You know, seems I very you, very I, tempting.
1: I think you may be discussing lease option.
0: Lease option, yeah. That what same you're kind of, Same kind of deal though, because this is the same kind of deal. I mean, whatever you call it. Some states you have to call it lease option. Some states you call it owner finance.
1: Well, well, remember, lease option, you're just renting the property with the option to purchase. Owner finance, I think you're locking yourself in.
0: Yeah. And if you don't come up with that big, giant balloon payment, yeah, you take the, that- Yeah,
1: you take the property back.
0: You take the right. property back. And they know full out that these people aren't going to come up with that big payment. So they're going to keep that down payment initially, you know, and they're yeah. going to just move on to the next person. And okay, next- Yeah, person.
1: see, that's usually- Yeah, that, that, that happens more in lease option because- Basically they're, they're taking advantage of a renter's mindset. Like, so, like, honestly, like someone who's owner financing, they usually know, cause even for me, for him to approach you with an owner finance deal, he knows you're in an ownership state of mind. You know what I mean? Um, the most people who are like, have feel like, Hey, I'm in an ownership state of mind. They'll be able to get the down. I mean, it ain't even the down payment, it's about, they'll be able to refinance it because they're probably working on their credit, things of that nature. Uh, but yeah, that does happen more with like on the lease option side, like the, you know, like someone who came on the show makes bank off doing that. You know, he tells someone, hey, I'll give you the lead, the option to purchase. You give me 20K cash now. They give him the 20K. That person ain't worked on their credit or nothing else. And yeah, he, he walks off with 20,000. And then he's like, well, I need to put a new renter in and do the same thing over again. So, yeah, that does happen. But uh, yeah, with owner finance, yeah, it, it can happen for sure. But yeah, it isn't as common. But another thing about owner finance as well is I don't know. Uh you can you can run into some loan sharks doing some owner finance depending on their situation. Because most of the time they they, they aren't really motivated to sell, they don't really have a motivation, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the uh, only thing. I've ever
0: like I've heard dudes on, on like bigger pockets and stuff that are huge on owner finance. They love you know, mm-hmm. sending out their inventory and owner finance. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and some of them will say, okay, owner finance, technically it's their house now. So if something breaks, they got to fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or this, this, or that, whatever plumbing, you know? So he goes, and he, this one guy, I guess he was an honest owner finance guy. He said, you know, <laughs> a lot of guys out there will say, Hey, tough luck. You fix it. You fix it. You fix it. He goes, and and but he's not really like that. He's he still sees an incentive of taking care of the property, you know, for people that are in there on owner finance deal because not just because it's a he's it's, it's being a good guy or nice thing to do. But he said if they can't afford to fix these things, it's going to cause a big problem when they hand the house back off to you. Whenever they said okay, I can't pay this balloon payment, and, and, and you know, and, and take over the house and finance out because of credit shit and they don't have any money, right? So they're not going to be able to to do either, and so um, they're going to hand them back a house. Or they didn't pay, they weren't able to pay anything, uh, to pay to fix anything. Yeah. So they're going to have all this messed up stuff in there.
1: Yeah, see, and that guy who's doing it that way, he actually saves money in the long run. Because if he's fixing the stuff while they're there, he's still got a $20,000 X amount down payment, down, whatever, that 20%, he can either use that to go get another property or he can use it towards the repairs that they're going to be incurring. But that's a lot of times why a lot of people put that on the tenant. Also, when you do or are an owner finance deal and you give them that responsibility, they're more liable to be a more responsible person to actually purchase the property because they 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 feel like, oh, they they have a, pri- a sense of ownership. And a lot of like the good owner finance guys, those are the people they're looking for. People who may have like a few bumps in the road. Hey, let me work with this guy. He wants to have ownership. He's going to be cutting the grass, taking care of maintenance. You know what I mean? Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, owner finance sub two. All those are really good plays right now. I love all of them. Uh, I'm I'm a bird guy, but I will definitely pitch some owner finance deals. Most of my owner finance deals, I'm selling them to my friend up in Seattle. Like I'll wholesale them off to him, and he'll take over it.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, now, can you owner finance Airbnbs?
1: <laughs> <We're starting in. laughs>
0: owner finance Airbnbs.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, our, our our friend who was on the show. That's all he does. Stedman down in Houston. That's mm-hmm. all he does is owner finance AVVs. Yeah, so he he owner finances, lets them know, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And he takes it off the run. It's actually a really, really good play, but you got to run your numbers. You know what I'm saying? Make sure it works long term. If it works on a long term basis, you're good to go.
0: Okay. One more topic before we hop off. This, we've been <laughs> off for a little while. Um, the art of picking up your clients' arbitrages, do you ever do that? You ever picked up arbitrages from your clients before? I mean, you, you're not really a big uh, into management. You have a couple that you do manage. right?
1: I have one that I manage. It's a bigger property. Okay. It, 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 go ahead. Go into that because I can. I, I, I see. I see pros and cons in that. Go ahead now. How? What are you experience going through that process?
0: So, as a management company. Um, it does. It does. It does come up that that guests. Uh, I'm sorry. That uh, clients do want to hop out of the game sometimes, and it's and ask. Of course, they're gonna ask us first. Do, what, do y'all want? Are y'all interested in taking over this arbitrage, right? And either taking over to the end of the lease and then starting a new lease, or actually, um, you know, transferring the lease to you and then whatever. <laughs> now, here's the thing. They want to get something back for this furniture, right? and that's (laughs) which they're not gonna they're not gonna get very much for anyways right use furniture try to throw it on facebook marketplace a lot of people ain't gonna show up they're gonna give you bottom dollar for it, whatever so um i don't think it's predatory in a way to like say okay check this out we you know I know you want to get three grand for this furniture or or five grand, even though you spent 10 grand to set it up and all, you know, whatever the deal is, whatever the numbers are. But in reality, we're taking, you know, you don't like the returns that are happening right now. Yes. Maybe when we take it over, you know, we can take, we, you know, we can afford to price it in a way that we'll still profit because of the, you know, st- you know, the management fee and all that stuff. But as far as buying used furniture, you know, we're taking a risk here, taking over this thing, you know?
1: It's, it's, at the very beginning of the show, I said I was doing some short-term rental stuff, right? Yeah. The funny thing I was doing is units that I've had two or three years, I was swapping out furniture. I was swapping out queen beds for king beds, old queen beds that were rattling for king beds. You know, Ah. Uh, furniture if you if you have a truly set up arbitrage business the furniture depreciates right and that's why you can write it off because it depreciates uh you're basically asking how much should you give them for the furniture well
0: i was asking what would you do in that situation
1: man i would probably get new beds first up where did they get the furniture from is it wayfair shit Excuse me, language.
0: I think most of these places are Wayfair. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd
1: have to replace it. I mean, I'd just get new furniture.
0: So, how do you go about without hurting someone's feelings? You just say
1: you can't. You can't care about their feelings. It's just business, man. Like, hey, man, we got to get new. Yeah, like, hey, just because of the nature of our business, if we're taking over, this is now our account and how we go about. We would need new furniture. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, it's this great book called Surrounded by Idiots. You got to read it. I'm, I'm, it's my next book. No, no, it's a really good book. It, it's so because you have to know what color you are. It, it goes back to that disc assessment. Once you know what color you are, then you know how to start breaking news to people because you got to know what type of person you're dealing with, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, me personally, I would. Yeah, get new furniture, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a furniture revamp right now. <clears throat> like any units that I don't have king beds in, I'm putting king beds in them. Um, if things are wobbly, get new stuff in there. Just it's, And you learn this especially, like, do you have any that you own and you've been doing it for a while that, on places that you own?
0: Yeah, but doing what for a while? Like,
1: Like, like have a place up that you've owned. Like, like, one of my places, I've owned it five years. And it's been a short-term rental for five years. So it's oh, got hundreds of reviews. So you start learning then, hey, you got to start revamping those places because things change.
0: Just like hotels do, right?
1: Yeah. You have to start revamping them because things change, you know, like you don't ever see, you remember back in the day you used to go to the hotel and they'd have the super Nintendo remote on them. That's gone. You know, yeah. people have the, they can bring their own system and hook it up. They, the hotels, just like if we're going to be in this longevity long term wise, we have to, you have to upgrade your units. So mm-hmm. old furniture, I mean, cause I mean, think about it now. I mean, or this is another thing you could do. You could keep their furniture, let them know, Hey, this is how much I can I can't pay you the full price for your furniture. I can probably give you a 1000 for all of it. Um if they say no, but like hey, well if they say yes. No, if they say no, you would have to find a way to sell it off so you can get your new furniture or you can keep the furniture in there, get a couple reservations, use that money to get new furniture. Hmm. Multiple ways to do okay. it, but yeah.
0: But most yeah,
1: most of the what's time your, What's you your age one? Point? What's your issue with it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a client and that's been with us for a while. And they want to hop out. Uh, yeah, I, I see it as as the business as a business. You know, you, I mean, you gotta. I can't I can't give you that much for the furniture. Maybe back in the day, turnkey Airbnb. Oh, that's great, man. That's great. You know, what? Well, I give you pretty good money for that. But. Mm, mm-mm. Um, yeah, not so much anymore you you kind of want to jump in without a big uh debt or a big <laughs> payment you got to make for some furniture if you're gonna take something over and um even even we even did a deal where like you know we we took one over from a from a client for five hundred bucks with fully furnished mm. but the thing is we said we made we set it up like this you know we'll take it over we'll take over your lease, but after the lease is up, you're welcome to have this furniture if you want it. Mm. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're not technically buying this furniture. We're going to just take over this unit, start paying the rent, utilities, all that stuff. Give you 500 bucks, uh, you know, for your trouble. Uh, We were trying, we we're angling at zero. We're just trying to do that with zero. And then at the end of the lease, you could have the furniture back or we can help you sell it, whatever. But she's like, oh, I got to get a little, I got to get something for it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, how about 500 bucks? Yeah, that sounds good. We'll do 500. And so, probably at the end of this lease or if we extend or whatever, they're not going to want that furniture. They'll probably forget about it anyways. They're not going to worry about some used furniture that they had at Airbnb a year ago at, you know, there's whatever. Um, so I, I guess that's a uh, a way to do it.
1: Yeah. There's multiple ways to do it, but yeah, furniture, man. Yeah. Especially if you like those times, if you're in those one of those swing seasons or things are swinging down, you need to be able to provide good value, you know, mm. so. Yeah, I'm. I've been buying up those Zenus King beds left and right. So, <laughs> yeah, those are really good beds, man. And if, if, if and they're the wide king beds, so they're not the long ones. So they mm. they fit pretty good in in, in rooms.
0: Mm. I Fit right. yeah. about four or five people on that thing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> basically.
0: <laughs> well, man, this has been a great show. I, I love these me and you apps. We just brainstorm and go back and forth. It's fun
1: yeah yeah man episode 243 ching ching in the bag
0: <laughs> oh man people can find us at where can they find us at mike
1: find us live let email us live let at gmail.com send us a like follow subscribe make sure you subscribe on youtube um by the way we're gonna have another uh we're gonna have a big uh our yeah. youtube membership we're gonna have a oh Our YouTube membership, um, I'm going to post some more videos on there. Um, I got an exciting, huge insurance payout. I'm not going to share on the podcast, but I will let you guys know when it drops on the membership. And uh, Steve now already knows about it. He wanted to talk about today, but I'm like, no, I'm going to save that one uh, to talk about how you can get a huge payout. Once it's up on our memberships, I'll tell you guys about it so you guys can go join the YouTube membership and check that out. Uh, But yeah. Follow us. And also our Dallas meetup is going to be March 23rd, 6 30 p.m. Venture X. We will send out the details here in a couple of days. So everyone can sign up. Man, I'm sorry the last time we had tornado sirens. I was under my stairs. All types of crap going on in the DFW. <laughs> so yes, we, that will be on the March 23rd. And yeah, man, come check us out. And uh yeah, that's where y'all can find us. IG, Instagram, TikTok, all that.
0: Argus Reynolds at gmail.com. Oh, no, no. don't no, send us there. dot rentals.com You know, A-R-G-E-S-T. Argest is the largest. Hit me up. We'll manage your stuff. We'll find you stuff. We'll find you some arbitrage. We'll put them together. We'll do everything. Uh, Micah, ShareBnB. Hit up Micah at ShareBnB.com. Um, yeah, support yeah, us because, yeah, we love you guys.
1: Yeah, if you guys have those owner finance deals, send them to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All, of All them. right, my brother.
1: We are out. Peace. Later.